Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, Brian. How are you? I'm wrong. You are? I've been wrong. Damn, NBA. Yeah. Be done with it. I was wrong because I never thought that Kyrie Irving was going to get traded because I didn't think that there was going to be a team that would give up the haul that the Boston Celtics gave up to get him. So Kyrie Irving, now a Boston Celtic, and it only took Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, some guy nobody knows, and the Brooklyn (laughs) pick, the unprotected first-round pick. I mean, and that is a lot. And that is what the Boston Celtics have been sitting on for a long time because we have seen Danny Ainge quietly lay in the weeds and sit around and wait to strike. And Paul George, as Danny Ainge is there with the scope of the gun, sees Paul George come by and no, sees Jimmy Butler come by and no, and decided to pounce on Kyrie Irving. And I really think, even though I am a Kyrie fan, even with his faults and even the way he handled this situation getting out of Cleveland, I think Cleveland did a masterful job with this trade. Yes, you're sending Kyrie to a team that you're going to see because it's an Eastern Conference team that's good. But to have a guy that's forcing himself out, who does not want to be there, to be able to add two pieces that could potentially make your team better this year and then set yourself up for the future with that unprotected pick from Brooklyn just in case LeBron leaves. An amazing job by Kobe Altman and the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think both parties win because essentially what you get is you're swapping superstars, and Isaiah Thomas, even though he was limited as far as his defensive prowess, still exceptional player, tough player. So you get another point guard. Uh, Boston gets their point guard and a playmaker. So essentially they get a better defender, but they keep that same potent offense that they had with Isaiah Thomas. Now it comes wrapped in this Kyrie Irving package. And yes, they gave up Jay Crowder along with this other player that uh, I'm still working on his last name. Zichich. Good for me. We'll go with that. Or or Big Z uh, and a first-round pick. But Boston had a lot to offer. Uh, So I think it works out for them, sitting on those those picks they amassed from the the, uh, New Jersey Nets. And and now you get a player of Kyrie Irving's uh, ilk, and you can lock lock this guy up long time with Hayward. That's a great haul. I, I don't think they gave up. Uh, as much as it looks like they did on paper, I think this is a, a great deal for them. It's a great deal now for the Cleveland Cavaliers. You have to figure out what the hell LeBron's going to do after next year. But going forward this season, I think this upgrades their bench with Jay Crowder, and now you still have a facilitator at the point. Yeah, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers next year are better from top to bottom with this deal. I really do, because I don't think that you lose that much from – Kyrie to Isaiah Thomas. I mean, there's some people that would take next year. I know that Kyrie's three years younger than Isaiah Thomas, but it would take Isaiah over Kyrie next year. So you have that, and then you add Jay Crowder. And and the pick is a a very interesting part of this because on one hand, uh, it says that we are aware of, not that anybody would turn down a a first-round pick, but 
uh, with the Cavaliers situation, you can read between the lines a little more. It says, we are aware of where this organization may go, mm-hmm. and we need that first-round pick to be able to right. feel comfortable about comfortable about LeBron leaving. Yeah. What it also does, though, is make me think, will they flip that for another really good player who could be on the market mm-hmm. on a team that wants to rebuild quicker to either entice LeBron to stay or add another big chip in order to go after the Golden State Warriors? I think that... The smarter move, if you really believe that LeBron's going to go, is to hang on right. to the pick. But depending on who's out there, if you could make another deal to make LeBron happy and it's a younger player, maybe that helps him stick around. That's something to keep an eye on, too. Well, it provides them multiple options now. And and, and that's what you want, ideally, in, in any situation like this. Okay, can we cover our butts if this happens? And, and let's say uh, that doesn't occur, plan B. Uh, is now on the table. And so I, I love it for, for Cleveland. Yeah, they, now hopefully they can go out there and find, while they won't find another LeBron, I don't think that one's coming for a long, long time. You can get another uh, uh, player via the draft or someone whose deal is expiring with his current team that will never reach the level of LeBron, but definitely is still a superstar in his own right. And Kyrie Irving got what he wanted, yeah. and I think that he ended up in probably – of all the teams we talked about and what he wanted, the best possible place because he's in the Eastern Conference and it's easier to get to the finals in the Eastern Conference. He's still going to be looked at as the guy, even though you've got Gordon Hayward there now, Al Horford is there. He's still going to be looked at as the guy and he's not going to be playing in LeBron's shadow and he's not he's not on a team that he has to worry about rebuilding. I mean, these guys right. are are still young yep. for the most part in in Boston and they're ready to go on a run where all of them could stay together for several years. So it's not like he's going to have to play in anybody's shadow and it's not like he has to be in a place like Madison Square Garden where the team's going to stink for several years before something happens. This is probably the best possible landing spot out of any team in the NBA for Kyrie Irving, and I just didn't think Danny Ainge was going to go all in on this. I still thought he would wait around, and then you see Anthony Davis maybe, uh, if that that was going to be the move at some point, but he said this is it. This is a tremendous opportunity that nobody thought was going to be available. Right. Nobody thought Kyrie Irving was going to force himself out of Cleveland, but he did, and Danny Ainge was there to catch him. Yeah, he, he was ready to pounce, and I think it's a great move, and he had a lot to offer, and, and he gave, gives it up, but I, I think he more than recoups uh, what he gave up. And Kyrie Irving, now a guy locked down for a while. As you mentioned, you have all these other young cats on this roster, so if you can mesh them uh, together for the next uh, three, four, five years, you, you have something to work with for the long term. Now, a lot of people looked at what Danny Ainge did with Isaiah Thomas and trading him away, and the initial thought was, I mean, this guy, I mean, talk about the heart and soul of the team and everything he went through last year, and Isaiah Thomas was the Celtics last season. How could you trade this guy? He's just so loved by everybody. What a story. Uh, all of these things. Where's the loyalty? But, but, but think about the fact that his contract is going to be up. Uh, he is someone who's looking for a max deal. Kyrie Irving has an extra year on the contract. He's also three years younger, as I mentioned. I mean, there was no guarantee that the Boston Celtics were going to be able to work out a contract deal with Isaiah Thomas if Danny Ainge didn't want to give him the max deal. So to be able to turn 
Isaiah Thomas into Kyrie Irving is is a is a is a tremendous job. But I still think though, I mean, if you really we live in a world of winners and losers, and this is somewhere in between because I really do agree with you that that both teams are going to benefit from this. But to have the situation that the Cavaliers had and the tumultuous nature of this offseason, having no clue what the future held. Yeah. Find me a better deal that they could have made. And we have been crushing people on trades in the NBA. Think mm-hmm. about trading young stars. Boogie Cousins deal. We were killing the Kings. The Paul George Paul deal George, could yeah. be one of the – and that's the, there was no leverage there for the Pacers, but they still did a terrible job, and they mm-hmm. waited too long to trade the guy. But that's a bad deal. I thought that the Jimmy Butler deal was a good deal for both sides until I saw this one, and I said <laughs> they could have gotten more for Jimmy Butler. Yeah. So for the Cavaliers to do this and to do it with a general manager that we didn't know much about when and and to be, what, the third choice, whatever he was, and for him to be able to pull this off, just, I mean, it's it's an amazing job. They really did a a great thing. Both front offices should be applauded for getting this thing done. And and once the rumors were out, I don't know how long they've been uh, discussing this, but uh, once the rumors hit, I mean, this thing was fast and furious and it was done like that. So a great haul for both. They protect themselves, uh, possibly for the long term, if you lock Kyrie up, if this team is able to meld and, and they can get back to a Eastern Conference Finals. And, and the Cavaliers now, as we've already discussed, they have some leverage and they have some different options and directions they can go depending on what LeBron decides he wants to do. Okay, you want us to upgrade the roster? All right, we got some bargaining chips now. Once you get into, into this 2017-2018 season, and if you hear LeBron howl again as he did last year out loud, not behind closed doors, about upgrading this roster, well, we have something we can work with. We got something we can dangle out there, and maybe we can do that and 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 fulfill your wishes with someone that can really uh, help elevate this team. Crowder helps the bench, and here's a guy who's been a journeyman, but really uh, took his game to another level and, uh, during the playoffs, and and that's when you really want to see it. And let's see if he can stay consistent. Good, he, he helps that bench and and gives them a, a better chance at least uh, staying on par with with the Warriors bench. LeBron James quoted a tweet where a guy laid down a Kyrie Irving Cavs jersey like we've seen many jerseys get laid on, burn it. on the pavement Mm-mm. and you would think that gasoline no. or some lighter fluid no. and then a, a match would be thrown on it like we've seen. So the guy slow rolled us with that and then instead of putting the flame to the jersey, he put a note down that said, you know, thank you, Kyrie. LeBron quoted that tweet and said some nice things, but no, you don't. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some nostalgia there. Um, and LeBron's probably a hell of a lot happier with this situation than what it could have been, uh, where they had to force Kyrie somewhere. Right. They had no leverage. They got nothing back, and then he had to struggle in his final season there in in Cleveland if he does end up moving on, but. I wonder how much this affects his long-term mindset in Cleveland. I wonder if this this helps it or hurts it. Uh, And that's where Kobe Altman and the Cavaliers have to think about what they're going to do with that first-round pick that they got, that Brooklyn pick, that could once again, even though Brooklyn has done a real nice job in making the roster better than it was last year, but still could be the first overall pick next year. Right, and... I think Cleveland, They while we said, yes, you have the leverage because the young man is still under contract for a number of years, you don't want someone there who's going to be unhappy. 
you just have to make sure you go out and you look under every stone and you try to find a way out of this situation because he's going to be forced to come into that facility. Everything's going to be forced. It's going to be a tense situation on a daily basis, and you can't have that hovering over your, your organization, over that facility, over over this team while you're trying to get back to a, another championship, uh, at least a championship run. So it, it, they their hands were forced as much leverage as we they they had considering the contract. Their hands were were definitely tied behind their back, and they had to make a move. And I think they did a fabulous job with this one. And you think about how much the Celtics team changed yeah. after being a one seed. Got rid of my horns. Yeah, Avery Bradley grown, now man. with the Pistons. But usually, you never see uh, a team that was a one seed in a conference change this much unless it was at the end of a run where a lot of veterans were there Mm -hmm. and this was the last chance and the contracts were up you don't usually see a change like this where you have a big deal a big free agent signing and having to send off players like Avery Bradley because of the free agent signing but uh, you, you basically traded what Isaiah Thomas Avery Bradley and Jay Crowder for Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving in a, in a sense if you want to look at it that yeah. way. I mean that that's that's major talent there. Kyrie Irving and and Gordon Hayward. I heard Brian Scalabrini last night as I was trying to get some reaction from people in in Boston and Cleveland with this and and he was he's a former Celtic so and he knows Danny Ainge likes Danny Ainge and and he actually thought that the Celtics are going to be worse next year than they were last year, but in the long term, this is going to be much better for them. But in the short term, he doesn't think they're going to be as good next year, which I thought was very interesting. In the short term, he doesn't think the Celtics will be as good. Right, he thinks that they're going to take a step back in 2017, 2018, but in the long term, it will be good for them. Like, they won't be as good. They won't be a one seed. They won't go deep into the playoffs. He really thinks it's going to take some time for them to, to get it together, and they're still one superstar away from competing well, for a title. Wow. Yeah. I think Kyrie Irving definitely, uh, they won't be the status quo. I think he makes them a little bit better than they were with Isaiah Thomas. And Gordon Hayward coming over there, it's going to depend on how long it takes for these personalities and and each one one of these guys' games uh, to meld. Uh, That's going to be the key. And we we saw that with the Heat, and you got Bosh and Wade and and LeBron James, how long it took them to get to a playoff. Or they got to the finals, I believe, and lost. But uh, how long is it going to take now for Kyrie Irving to get acclimated to a new environment? Hayward to get acclimated to a new environment and, and, and figure out each other's game. We saw it in Cleveland with Kevin Love. Fit in, don't fit out, and all that stuff. So it, sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it takes a, a short period of time, depending on uh, you know what each guy's bringing to the table and who's able to check you know some of their – their ego and, and game, if you will, and allow the other guy to step up, and then I'll bide my time and, and finally get in there and showcase what I'm capable of doing. So who knows? Only time is going to tell. I'm not worried about Gordon Hayward having problems fitting in because of his relationship with Brad Stevens. He played under the guy. seems malleable. I'd be a little bit concerned about Kyrie because we know he doesn't have a lot of success without LeBron James. Um, and... He's someone that made it clear, and now we know everything that he said is the truth because they ended up trading him. This was not something that was made up in the sports media that Kyrie Irving wanted to be the man and wanted out because Mm -hmm. the trade just happened last night. But the fact that he wants to 
be the main featured guy, you know, and how does that play in today's league when you see a team like the Golden State Warriors, all these stars that they have, be able to defer to one another, and guys like Clay Thompson who have to take a step back with their numbers. For a long stretch last year, Steph Curry uh, was not putting up the same numbers because he had to yield to Kevin Durant for a while. So you see that there. Is Kyrie Irving going to be able to do that now without LeBron James around? Is he going to be able to be the facilitator that they need and not just a guy who's going to wow you with crossover moves and go to the basket all the time and be a ball? Well, I think he's shown that he can be a team player. He can step back and let LeBron do his thing. And while he said he wanted to go out and be the man, I don't know if those – we haven't seen him specifically say that. That was quoted. And is he going to be a selfish player? I don't think he he can become a selfish player and, and not allow to get everyone else involved. He doesn't have to carry the burden of the Boston Celtics. They still have a damn good roster. Uh, he he takes it up a notch, I believe. And, and so come in and you do your thing, and, and we'll figure this thing out as we navigate a, a, the season. But there are going to be times when he'll need to take all, uh, take over. And we've we've seen that. We've seen that in the playoffs where he just went off against the Golden State Warriors. So he has that ability. Great. We want a guy like that. We had a guy like that in Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas was the consistent offensive threat till he got banged up in the playoffs. So uh, they're used to that. But still, at the same time, you want to get everyone else involved. And he has some great, and I'm not even going to say a supporting cast because I think Hayward you know, uh, is, is on his level. And he's got other guys who have been all-stars on that team at Horford. So uh, he doesn't have to do it all. Lines are open. Want to get your thoughts on this trade? Who won it, the Cavs or the Celtics? Or is it that cliche phrase, a good basketball trade that worked out for both sides? 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Just getting started. Give us a call. We're coming right back. Talk to Gio and Jones now. 855-212-4CBS. Unprotected first round pick to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mikey B., our producer, a big Nets fan, and he just can't stand how his team is only in the news when that horrible trade that they made for Pierce and Garnett <laughs> just keeps coming up because of the picks that were given to the Celtics. I mean, it's it's fueling the NBA offseason, that trade still to this day, and we will see what the Cavaliers end up doing with that pick, hanging on to it throughout the season, trading it maybe even tomorrow, who knows, holding on to it mid-season, maybe a team falls out of it, guy falls out of favor, and all of a sudden you have that asset to trade at the deadline. Seeing what the Cavaliers do with that pick will be fascinating. 855-212-4CBS. If you want to join to give us your opinion on the Kyrie Irving trade, Andrew Bogus is here with an update. Bogus, what do you got? I got an update brought to you by Showtime. Two kings will collide. One will reign. Mayweather versus McGregor <laughs> featuring Giannotti. Showtime. Showtime. Espinosa. This Saturday at 9 p.m. Espinosa time, 6 p.m. Pacific, live on pay-per-view. This Kyrie IT trade came out of nowhere from nothing to a report of talks to an official swap in the blink of an eye, President Danny Ainge says he's been working the phones all summer, but... This deal that we made today was not available a month ago. Ainge giving up Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, center Ante Zizic, and the Nets' first-round pick next summer for the 25-year-old Irving. The next step for Boston is convincing him to stay long-term. Kyrie can opt out of his contract in the summer of 2019. 
And the next step for the Cavs is checking on the hip injury that cut Thomas's postseason short. Celtics head coach Brad Stevens said earlier this week he wasn't sure if Thomas would be ready for training camp. Now breaking news from Giants head coach Ben McAdoo. Odell has an ankle. A sprained left <laughs> ankle to be specific. McAdoo said OBJ and Brandon Marshall suffered a shoulder injury Monday night in Cleveland were receiving treatment and were day-to-day. Beckham could reportedly miss week one in mm, Dallas. Sure. Le'Veon Bell decided to respond. <laughs> I don't believe that Me one neither. bit. I mean, oh, anyone no. could miss week Trying one to cover in Dallas. for the drama queen. That's yeah, it. it probably came from the Odell camp. It didn't come from anywhere else. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. I could still be wrong. Let's milk it. Le'Veon Bell decided to respond to a random tweet about his return to the Steelers, writing 9-1-17, which is next Friday's Shut date. Up. Bell then tweeted, you're Talk welcome. another drama queen there. I mean, jeez, <laughs> just show up and work if you want. you got to put a tweet out there. Gosh. <laughs> he has stayed away from training camp after receiving the franchise tag. UFC star John Jones is in trouble again, fresh off a one-year PED suspension. He tested positive for a banned substance right before beating Daniel Cormier at UFC 214 last month. Jones has not yet been stripped of the title. He won in Anaheim. Jones did lose a belt back in 2015 when he was arrested on hit-and-run charges. Red Sox starter Doug Fister allowed a leadoff homer to Francisco Lindor last night in Cleveland and then no other hits, manager John Farrell. Uh, when you think the third pitch goes out of the ballpark to tie things up, uh, and then from that point on, nine no-hit innings, uh, and I think for three hitters in nine innings, he pitched out of the stretch. It's an impressive outing. Fister walked to hit a batter in his first complete game since 2014. Boston beat Cleveland 9-1, improving to 15-4 and since July 31st. But the Yankees did win last night, 13-4 in Detroit. A pair of two-run shots for Gary Sanchez. Minnesota, a 4-1 win at the White Sox, staying a half game ahead of Anaheim for the second AL wildcard. The Angels thumped the Rangers 10-1 in that one. Albert Pujols homered. Number 610 of his career that breaks his tie with Sammy Sosa for eighth all-time and for number one all-time among foreign-born players. And the Cubs, the 13-9 win at the Reds last night. Left-handed Anthony Rizzo played third base in the ninth inning because Chris Bryant had left after getting hit by a pitch on the hand. X-rays were fine. He should be good after a day or two. But Rizzo, again, as a lefty, playing third base because Joe Madden said that was more fun than putting Alex Avila, his catcher, at third base. <laughs> and he's right. Yes. <laughs> Baseball is a long season, mm-hmm. and stuff like that can pick you up from time to time. All right, Bogus, thanks. I feel like it's the end of May, early June again, because I look on the call screener here, and Ben in New Jersey oh! is back. Ben in New Jersey, our NBA freak in a good way, on the line, CBS Sports Radio. Ben, good morning. What's going on? Hey, what's up, fellas? What's hey. going on? What you got, hey, man? man yeah, I'm the I'm the bit player. You guys are the stars. Morons like me, less of me, more of you guys is always better for the show. So that's my <laughs> well, thought. Well, listen, we love you, Ben. Do not sell yourself no, short. I, I was just thinking that he's right. Yeah, oh, really? Right. Yeah, you're right as usual, Jones. Um, um, from my perspective, uh, I think the clear winner to me is definitely Boston. Whenever you can get the best player in the deal, you are. Think about it from their perspective, guys. They weren't going to be signed Isaiah. I mean, as good as he is, all hearts group. He's not going to get. He's not worth two hundred plus million dollars. And he's, you know, injury-prone little guy. He was not going to be in their plans long-term. Um, Jay Crowder, good role player. But, I mean, he's not anything special. Horford pretty much does what he does much better anyway. So, from my perspective, Danny Ainge really had to pull the trigger on this deal. And 
they needed, they were just that one piece away. And I think Kyrie provided that. He's that ultimate closer assassin where he can just take over a game. Think about it. We saw in his last finals was the only game they won and when they won the championship. He was the go-to guy, not LeBron. So I think LeBron is going to really miss that. And I think Boston right now is the team to beat in the East. As far as Cleveland goes, um, much better job by this new GM, tip of the captain, for setting up the Cavs. If LeBron leaves, they got that, that number one pick is key. And I do think that's critical. Going, uh, sorry, guys. Um, going. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, Ben. I mean, I think the, the breathing is more important than talking. So we'll let you we'll let you get yeah, back. Yeah, man. Ben. Yeah, I mean, wow, he's choking, Ben. He's so excited about the the trade. I, I wouldn't sell short the Jay Crowder piece of this because mm-hmm. uh, the guy is a good defender. Yep. I, I mean, he's he's twenty seven years old. He's someone that was a huge piece of that Celtics team that was a one seed last year. And because he can defend, and he's such a good defender, and someone you can get a lot of minutes out of, that makes the team better against Golden State if they happen to run into them right. again. I mean, this this version with Jay Crowder on it of the Cavaliers, I think matches up with Golden State better than last year's version did. And I also think that you know, with Kyrie Irving and the long-term nature of the Celtics and where they are, certainly that sets them up for more extended success. And that's why we keep going back to, even though it's not as exciting as going, this team's stupid, this team's great, uh, this is why this deal works so well for both of these clubs. Right. I, I, I agree 100%. And, and Crowder coming over now, uh, while we'll, we'll see if he starts. I don't believe he, he's going to start, but he definitely elevates – uh, their 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 second tier players and cut those guys coming off the bench and makes them much much more formidable. And while there's still a ways to go to match up with what the Warriors are doing, uh, this gets them a step closer. And they lose nothing from the offensive end with a a guy like Isaiah Thomas who can himself take over a ball game. Eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven. If you want to join the show and talk about this trade. I think it's a lot easier for a fan base to say goodbye to a team. This is a pretty obvious statement. But to say goodbye to a player on a team that won a championship as opposed to a guy forcing himself out if they can get the job done. Right. So we're going to talk to Andy Baskin of 92.3 The Fan in in Cleveland, a guy we've had on before in about an hour and a half from now. And, And I bet that the reaction in Cleveland is... Kyrie, we appreciate what you were able to do for right. us because yeah. we were championshipless for a long, long time, and you were a really big part of making that happen. And this trade is is still one that puts the Cavaliers in a position to to compete again. So this isn't Durant leaving in free agency. This isn't LeBron leaving for Miami. This isn't a guy who's forcing himself out and with the middle finger in the air, and then the uh, organization's in a tough spot. I think that they're probably going to – they may even clap for him, and they open with each other, by the way. How about that? Yeah, which is Come on, NBA. I mean, Adam Silver was – I could just see him running around naked with a drink in his hand last night. (laughs) He's having a great time Mm. popping champagne. Mm. (laughs) He was having a great time. So if you think about – all those things involved, they'll probably give him a standing ovation. Well, the guy wanted out, and he wanted to get ahead of the exodus because he didn't want to be uh, have to uh, deal with and, and, and have to consider, as far as his career is concerned, uh, have that beholden to LeBron James' decision-making. So, hey, LeBron, appreciate you and enjoy playing with you, but I'm going to move on and, and see what's out there now for me as opposed to waiting and, and sitting here and, and having to react to whatever you do next uh, next summer 
Uh, I, I'm going to be proactive. I'm going to go, hey, get me out of here. I, there's too much uncertainty, uh, uncertainty, and, and that's exactly what they did, and both teams come out better for it. Mikey B, we were talking in the break because he's so concerned about what this Nets pick turns into because he's still like totally oh, man, get obs- over obsessed with it. It's impossible to get over. Get, get past it. He said, well, if they if they end up trading that first round choice to first round uh, pick rather to the New York Knicks in some sort of deal for Carmelo, for Carmelo to go play with LeBron James, he would just at that point quit being a sports fan because then the Knicks would have that pick and it just would be the worst uh. Because, you know, the the, the Nets fans. But I don't, after seeing how smart Kobe Altman was with this deal, there's no way that he's going to go and trade that pick in a deal that centers around Carmelo Anthony at this stage in his career. I would be shocked at that. And and is Carmelo going to start? You're going to sit Kevin Love? Well, Kevin Love would have to go back to him. You can't have both of them on the same team. Exactly. So uh, that that doesn't. you, I mean, you would be happy with Kevin Love as a Knicks fan, right? Well, I'd be happy with that pick. Yeah, and Carmelo out. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, I, you would take that. Kevin Love be like whatever. You know? Now, what is Dwayne Wade? What, what role is he playing all this? Because now uh, he could, he's got to buy out, and and the Bulls. It seems as though they're willing to, to let him walk. Now, does he join Cleveland? And what's his role? Is, is he, I don't know. Do you, now, does Cleveland send Isaiah Thomas to Boston? I think there's still a lot of a lot of shoes that are going to drop in this deal. Yeah, I, I don't – with Dwayne Wade, i got to be honest with you, I don't want to disrespect him, and he ended up having some moments last year and the year prior. He was really, really good, and I know that he said, look at my numbers and it's my age that the reason I'm I'm looked at this way. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Dwayne Wade is, is turning into the Paul Pierce for me, like the guy that, that'll come in and will be, you know, someone that because of his age and his experience and the championships – that that's all he's really going to bring. Like the Dwayne Wade signing or addition doesn't do a whole lot for me right now. Like I don't know if that's going to be that. It's not making the pendulum swing like many people think that it might. Well, oh, I think he's at this point in his career, comparing that to where Paul Pierce were uh, was at this age, he's he's a much much more of a threat than Pierce was. So I don't think he's just a, a journeyman trying to hang on to his NBA career. And and I think he's a guy who can still come in and get you double digits at a, a night once you know if he's healthy, in which he was uh, pretty uh, pretty much down the stretch for yeah. for Chicago. The idea of it's more exciting than the reality to me because the idea of it is LeBron and Dwayne Wade are back together again, and remember when they met each other the first year when LeBron was back in Cleveland and he was like whispering, "I'll see you again." We're going to do this again sometime soon, meaning they were going to play together. So I people would be excited about that, but. I mean, at some point, he's really going to be slowing down. So, oh, yeah, true. I, I mean, that's and I a think given. it's happening soon. Far the time is uh, undefeated. They have Derrick Rose on that roster also. Yeah, I know. Which, I mean, you think Derrick Rose is annoyed right now because you think, all right, Kyrie Irving, 25 years old, mm-hmm. all-star, someone who won a finals for them, basically, you know, with that shot. Won a championship with with a shot. Someone who is considered a top fifteen player in the league. I, all right, I can I can be his backup. <laughs> but you think he's looking at Isaiah Thomas like this little flash in the pan <laughs> is the guy that I got to sit behind now? <laughs> Do you think that his mind is where his well, body well, is? Let's see if Isaiah stays there. I think there are going to be some more moves made. 
Let's see. You think Isaiah Thomas is going to get traded now? I'm just saying. I'm, well, I'm just saying, saying what? I, I just said it. Let's see what happens. I don't. I think there are going to be more moves. Yeah, he could possibly be traded. Why? I think there are more moves to be made. Because of what you just stated. You think Derrick Rose is going to be well, happy sitting behind him? I don't care if Derrick Rose is happy or not. He's not going to. He shouldn't be starting. He wasn't going to start if Kyrie Irving was there. True. No. But he'd rather sit behind him. Yeah. And I think he, he at, you off the heels of what he did here you know, prior to just jetting off on a whim without telling anyone, he, he kind of resurrected his game. Yeah, but do you think that, that Derek Rose's opinion is going to drive Kobe Altman to do anything? I mean, he's he's a he's shot, basically. Well, we'll see how much faith Kobe Altman has in, in Derek Rose. Maybe he wants him to be the starter. Maybe he doesn't. I just think there are going to be more moves made. More moves before yeah. the season. Yes. This is this is hot take city right now. You think that Isaiah <laughs> Thomas is going to be dealt again? Don't get too comfortable. Yeah. Are they Wait, even allowed to do that? Is, I know there's some weird NBA rules about when you're allowed to retrade a guy. So that's like, one like thing. Like right that, after you drafted? I mean, yeah. But that, that's <laughs> right one that you you're your allowed team to. Hat on. <laughs> yeah. But there, that's one thing the NBA's got to do a much better job yeah. of is making it clear, because there's so much confusion. Like, remember the draft lottery? How confusing that was? And Joel Embiid was just, like, rolling his eyes. His head was smoke coming out of his ears. You can't figure out, well, this pick will go to the Sacramento Kings if the ball comes up on a perpendicular angle. And (laughs) Vladi Divac sneezes in three, two, one. Never mind. It's now the Pelicans pick. It is the Pelicans pick. What? Why? All right, Brian Jones. Glad he didn't sneeze. Brian Jones thinks that Kobe Altman has a trick up his sleeve, boy, and he's gonna trade Isaiah Thomas. I don't know what he's gonna do. I'm just, I just don't think the uh, the plate tectonics are through shifting. Wow, I wonder where you got that from. From school? No, I'm just Science? thinking. It's just an odd thought. I wonder what about. I wonder more if, moves. I wonder if Jones is on the phone somehow. No, here. no, no, no. I haven't been on the phone. Okay. No, not yet. Too early. Too soon. Making sure. Yeah. All right. Coming up. I next. can call Kobe if you want me to. Kobe, Kobe Altman? Altman. Yeah. yeah pick up can. the phone, Kobe. Jones on the phones. Some point. Yeah. Call somebody. What happens when you are the lead Cavs reporter and you're on vacation when this trade goes down? We'll tell you next. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Brian Windhorst is the LeBron guy. He's the Cavs guy. He's from Cleveland. He has been following LeBron James' career for many, many years, back when he was in high school. If LeBron has heartburn, there's a live (laughs) shot of Brian Windhorst in his driveway. We have known this for a while now. Here, take this. So, Brian Windhorst, after this NBA offseason, which is, to me, and I know I have some recency bias, but to me, the most exciting that we have seen uh, probably since LeBron left in, in 2010. It could even be more exciting than that because of everything that's gone on, especially with this trade. But he finally decides, going to take this vacation. I'm going to go and have some time with my wife. Mm-hmm. So, Brian Windhorst is in Rome when this trade goes down, he tweets out that they're on a verge of a deal, puts the details of the deal in there, and then also tweets out after that, I'm in Rome, it's 1.30 a.m., and my wife may be considering divorce. 
<laughs> I leave analysis of Cavs Celtics trade to my able colleagues. Good night. That was We've it. heard this before. Jay Glazer. Yeah. He's breaking news. I asked him about relationships, and he said one time he got up and got on the phone. Right. He was in the midst of relations. Yeah. And he decided to got up off it and got on the phone. Right. And it didn't he never Sex. Right. He never saw that particular yeah. person again. So Wow. Yeah, and Brian Windhorst, this is what he has to do. And it's not mm-hmm. like he's the only guy mm-hmm. who can provide analysis of this. Yeah. He's got to do this. He does this all year round. His wife wants some time with Brian Windhorst. She married Brian Windhorst. Yes. She wants some time with him. But she also married Brian Windhorst knowing that this is the gig he has. Right. And sometimes it calls for Sure. Leaving her in inopportune moments, she and gets, it pays the bills. Yeah, probably right. It paid for that trip to Rome, maybe. Or she could have incurred that cost. I don't know. Mrs. Windhorse is only asking for about you know a week or two a year. That's all she wants. That's it. That's all she, she wants from sign Brian. Me up. Yeah, and week or two, and the rest can be the Cavaliers and the NBA. There you go. Yeah, but he was still involved, even from afar. Yep, he ended up trading that, uh, tweeting out the. Uh, the trade details. Uh, so Ante Zizic, Zizic, Ante. Zizic. I like that name. So Ante, what's your name, Ante? Guess where Ante Zizic <laughs> played before getting drafted by the Celtics in 2016 with the 23rd overall pick? Guess where Latvia. He was. No, it wasn't in Latvia. Hey. Uh, it's something else that has to do with the the show. Something else we've said many, many times, over and over again. We had the coach of this team on. Oh, Finland. No. Norwegian. No. Oh, Turkey. Yep. Yeah, so, boy. Uh, David Blatt. David. And and the coach name of the Blatt. team? Oh, damn. Come on. Oh. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Get, get your hand on the dump button. Be careful. Uh, there's a fuck show. <laughs> Darius fucking Doge. Darius fucking Doge. Yeah, man, that's where he played. He's Darius fucking Doge. I don't know what I said, but it was close to that, I think. Yeah, Darius fucking Doge. Darius fucking Doge. Yeah. So, um, and he said uh, on via Boston dot com, I chose Darius Afaka because <laughs> Dave Blatt was the coach there. Mm-hmm. He was in the NBA, of course. He knows NBA basketball. Seven footer. Yeah. He's from Croatia, but he played in Turkey. Yep, he is uh, considered, at least by uh, SB Nation, as a part of the golden generation of Croatian prospects. Which okay, something I always dreamed I'd be. Yeah, golden. yeah, the golden generation of Croatian <laughs> prospects. Yep, he's a big son of a gun. Seven footer. Yep, still kind of thin. You know, about two fifty. Yeah, two forty, two fifty at seven feet. Put, put some put some more weight on him and meat on them bones. <laughs> Come on. There is a fuck-a-doge. There you go. There is a fuck-a-doge. There is a fuck-a-doge. 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 Wait, be careful with that. I know. I think you need Daris a fuck a doge You need the prefix. You're right. If you, if you start in the middle, it doesn't sound so good. <laughs> Sounds like you got a problem with doge. Hey, you... doge. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Sounds like you got something to say hey, about those. Doge. Doge. Yeah. So 
another guy whose name is impossible to pronounce. Adrian, I got it. Adrian Wojnarowski. Oh, man, I got that on. Woj. Woj. He goes over to ESPN, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even break this story. He doesn't even break the story. He's supposed to be the guy who breaks the story on all the NBA. He can't break all of them, can all he? All the stuff. Don't they still give him credit and say media reports? Um, like, oh, so-and-so, our guy in media reports, <laughs> that they covered her butt. Now, did he take his whole thing? I mean, no, because the vertical's still part of Yahoo, right? So he didn't take the vertical over to ESPN. He took himself over to ESPN. So another guy. Why is this segment so hard to pronounce? Shams Charania, the great one of... <laughs> From the golden age of Charanias. <laughs> or is it Shams or Shams? <laughs> For the vertical at Yahoo, he's the one who breaks the story. So... Mm. Woj leaves there. Okay. And then Shams Shams jumps in in and takes all his glory. Come on, Shams. (laughs) He's tripping, dog. Yeah. He did it all offseason. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. So Shams has been I I don't know if Woj like left his little black book in the office or something, or I don't know what happened. Or is Shams a sham? Yeah, or is Uh, yeah. Maybe he's not. I guess not. Shams Charania is doing it, man. So maybe he's making a name for himself. Maybe ESPN took the wrong guy. Maybe it was Shams behind Woj the whole time. You don't remember that name? We maybe Woj is a Shams. Mm-mm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Shams stepped up. Uh, I get into that stuff. I know you're not as interested in that. This stuff is the as I in, am. inside baseball stuff here, in America. No, I think that that um, fans are more in tune with this stuff now than they ever have been really? because of because of Twitter. Because everybody follows certain guys and they want information right away. So which guys do you trust? Which ones are the ones I'm looking for? I mean, think about it. The Woj Bombs is part of sports vernacular these days. Oh, it is? Yeah. I wasn't aware of that. Well, I mean, Woj Bomb. You're so out of touch with things. Woj Bomb. I should know that. I mean, you're just on Twitter to... To fight about <laughs> politics and get distracted by a woman here or there. That's your... Big <laughs> I'm looking for Woe's Bomb. <laughs> oh, are you? Um, but, no, <laughs> I ne- do... Where's that next Woe's Bomb like, going to drop? Maybe 10, 15 years ago, I'd agree that, that people wouldn't care who broke what story. Mm-hmm. But now, people are so thirsty for information as soon as possible. And Twitter being a thing, you have to follow certain people who you look for and... You know, boom, it's, something's going on. I'm going to mm-hmm. check this guy's Twitter account. I do think now this this is something that that, that people care about. So so Shams, Sharania, good for him, man. And I don't know if he could parlay this into some sort of deal. Where's CBS Sports Radio on this whole thing? We need to get Shams we part of this staff. Sh- we broke Shams. We got to get him. Uh, do we still do Eye on Basketball here with Adam the Bull? No? Well, we should start that back up. Shams and Bull. Eye on Basketball. On Saturdays. I ain't got shams to say. (laughs) What else is (laughs) though? Coming up next. We've got, oh, James Franklin, like 20 minutes. Stay tuned for that. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.